Welcome back to the Strike Zone, powered by Graybar on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Continuing on here on a Thursday evening, I had to think about what day it was. Thursday evening, that means this is the Strike Zone. My name is Matt Pauley. Get the full two-hour edition of Sports Open Line today because the Cardinals, they play earlier today, and they come up with a 13-0 win. And with that, uh, they sweep through the Colorado Rockies, and they are just continuing to play Really, really good baseball. Uh, Their 12th shutout of the season, second most in the National League. They're now a season high, 15 games over 500. have also won 13 of their last 14 home games. They've won 12 straight at home against Colorado, dating back to August of 2018. Just a lot of really, really good numbers for the Cardinals, and we'll get more into that coming up later on in the hour. But right now, I want to shift gears. It is a big weekend uh, for motorsports here in the St. Louis area as uh, we get set for uh, the Indy cars. It's the uh, Grand Prix of Illinois. It's taking place at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's going to be coming up on Saturday. It's uh, scheduled to uh, get started in the evening on Saturday. And recently, our own Tom Ackerman sat down and had a conversation with both uh, Curtis Francois, who's the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway, and also uh, Vice President General Manager of Bomberito Automotive Group, Chuck Wallace. Tom Ackerman back with you on KMOX. It is here, race weekend. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500 at Worldwide Technology Raceway. My friends are in studio. It is the owner of Worldwide Technology Raceway, Curtis Francois, Vice President, General Manager of Bomberito Automotive Group, Chuck Wallace. Curtis, you've done it again. The IndyCar Series is coming to St. Louis, and it is happening August 19th and 20th. Well, it's where it all started. You know, this partnership with the Bomberito Automotive Group has really just been special in that that it laid the groundwork for this tremendous uh, um, resurgence of racing in St. Louis. Um, and every time this time of the year, I think for the rest of my life, I'm going to be excited when August comes and the cars and stars of the Indianapolis 500 comes back for the Bomberito 500. The Bomberito Automotive Group 500. It has a great ring to it. It was a long time coming. How did this happen, Chuck? Great to see you again. Great to see you. Thanks for having us. Uh, it really started a long time ago. I don't many, uh, maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, I made a small deal at the track with uh, NHRA, a sponsorship. In fact, we're still on the on the building. And then um, I got a phone call about a year and a half later that they might land IndyCar. And I kind of kept it to myself. I, we kept it to ourselves because nobody knew. And when Curtis finally got it, it was brought to me, and I went to John and said, look, this is something we got to do. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. We're a St. Louis brand. We're a St. Louis automotive company, and it'll just ring true. And, you know, it's it's a good way to give things back to the community. And, you know, and over time, we got to know Curtis and his team and the relationship. It's just, it's been, it's been kind of a dream team relationship. You know, we all get along. We market well together. And, you know, we work it. You know, it's not, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure IndyCar probably thought Curtis bumped his head when he said, hey, we're going to put a car, car guy <laughs> on the title sponsor of the race. But, you know, we, we do work it. All of us get together. We've been working this deal for years, and we market it and make sure people know about it. We do things like this. Thanks for having, you know, partners like you. But, you know, we're in our sixth year, and we're so proud to be a part of it. It's just gotten better and better and better. And the things that Curtis and his team have done with the racetrack, over the years, it's just, if you haven't been there, it's just unbelievable. It's, 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 
It's as good as any venue in the country. It's a first-class facility. Everybody's talking about it. How rare is it to have a local car dealership on a, a worldwide event like that? Well, I think if if you look at the results, uh, that speaks volumes about um, the partnership. Um, and what's interesting now is what we started as a purely a partnership of like-minded people is now the 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 uh, template. It's also an example for others around the country as they try to find our secret sauce. It's tough to find that in St. Louis because uh, there is just a special camaraderie. Um, the Midwest values that we show here and our belief in our city, that doesn't translate everywhere, uh, but it translates very well in St. Louis. And as the racetrack has, has, has moved forward over the last decade or so, um, it's partners like the Bomberito Automotive Group that have come together to make all of it poss- possible. We're working together. Uh, we believe in racing. We believe in our town. Uh, and we know that, that, that there's an opportunity to reach the racing fans in, in the Midwest. And so this partnership has is, is, is exceeded all of our expectations, I think, on both sides. And we just look forward every year to the race, but also to the years in front of us as we continue to grow the racetrack. I was at the track for testing, and I saw the 14 car. You've taken it to another level, Chuck. You've partnered with A.J. Foyt Racing. Talk about a big name. What has that been like for you? Well, it's been, it's exciting, you know, for someone like me who's been in love with IndyCar for many, many years to have the opportunity to, you know, make those type of partnerships and make those things come true is very exciting. You know, A.J. Foyt's an icon, the number 14's an icon, and the fact that we get to, you know, be the main promoter on the car at our race with our name on it, with the Barrio family's name on it, it's very exciting. Kyle Kirkwood's the driver. 23 years old, up-and-coming superstar, uh, Indy Lights champion. He's the only one that's ever won all three Road to Indy championships on the way through. So we expect big things. We hope to be up front. And uh, Barmito Automotive Group will be on the number 14 on Saturday afternoon. It's exciting. It's a whole weekend. So on Friday the 19th, you have qualifying. That's at 3.15 on Friday. And then the race itself has moved up a little bit. It's now 5 o'clock start on Saturday for television reasons, right, Curtis? That's right. Uh, it's a full day of racing, uh, so we'll have Indy Lights, we'll have the vintage cars, we'll have uh, Pro 2000, but certainly the the IndyCar event starting at 5 o'clock is, is the highlight, and it's going to be at a new time. It's, again, uh, we're, we're trying something different here. We've always been about being family-friendly, fri- making it easy for the families to come out and enjoy uh, the racing, so we're starting a little bit early this year, and uh, we'll be done a little earlier. Um, and it's just really something that that uh, we're continuing to try to find the best way forward to provide really tremendous opportunities for families to come make memories, uh, take those home with them, and hopefully tell their friends about it as well. Any lights will be right before the race on Saturday, and then they'll clear the track and get ready for all kinds of pregame activity. I know Chris Blair is going to have everything all lined up pre and post because you have a band going afterwards correct? A band going afterwards uh all of the great activity on the midway that i think we've become famous for um you're going to look at the opportunity for the first time in 21 years to see jimmy johnson uh jimmy johnson seven time champion from nascar is now moved over to indycar and bringing his skills and he's going for his first uh indycar win at our racetrack so 
There will be something for everyone. Uh, one of my favorites, my very favorites, is the opportunity to interact with the drivers. Uh, so whether it's through the paddock pass or at the autograph session, there are opportunities for the kids, the families, and those fans out there to interact with the drivers up close and personal. That's a neat and unique opportunity that happens at IndyCar Racing. Chuck, you'll also be doing a lot of hosting because you have hospitality and, and suites and all of those things to pay attention to, although that's all sold out. There are still tickets available. I'm going to circle back to that. But you also play host a little bit, but you also play fan, too. you got a lot of things going on. Will you be able to breathe there once they start the race? How does that work out for you? Best couple of days of my life, <laughs> other than maybe my daughter being born, but it's the best couple of days of my life. People often ask me after, after on Sunday, when you come back to kind of see how things went and they're breaking things down, how do you feel? Tell me how you feel. I say, I'm depressed. <laughs> but now we got more and more racing. We got NASCAR now, you know, at the track. But, you know, Curtis touched on the fan. I mean, racing is such, so fan friendly for young people. That's how I got started many years ago. Uh, I got taken to a racetrack. I met a driver. I saw fast cars. And if you, you know, not so much speaking to the race fan, but the people that maybe haven't been to the racetrack, uh, TV does nothing for it. It's great. But to see it, smell it, feel it, and it's a sport you can get up close to. They don't come through a tunnel. It's not like stick and ball. You can get a paddock pass, and when the track's not hot, you can go right. You can be from me to you to those cars and those engineers and those drivers and those owners the transporters, the buses, just everything to do with racing is just first class, and it's beautiful. It really is. There are always great storylines, too. In NASCAR, you have the rivalries, and they get heated and all of that. Formula One, I think that you know the Netflix series really got people locked in on that. But what's going on in IndyCar right now? We've got a little rivalry going on between Newgarden and Grosjean. What is going on there? Well, I think the, the, the gloves are starting to come off for the nice guys in racing. Uh, for years, IndyCar did not, uh, they didn't try to trade paint, but they are these days. There's payback, there's drama, uh, there's strategy, and between uh, Grosjean and Newgarden, there's certainly a, a, rivalry, a rivalry that is absolutely real, and you can see it, and uh, neither one are given an inch. That's going to be great to watch when those opportunities come up, when they're trying to pass one another, coming at 200 miles in, an hour into our turn one. Uh, you're going to see uh, sparks fly, maybe not literally, but uh, there's certainly a lot of drama there. It really is great racing. Turns one and two, tight, we know this now. Three and four, a little more open. A great track, great venue. The attention to detail that he has, Chuck, is, is second to none. Uh, when I say the name Roger Penske, what comes to mind? Oh, excuse me, automotive icon. I mean, he's in the automotive business, he's in the racing business, and back when I first started going in 78, that Rogers was everything. And he runs, he runs a buttoned-up shop, he, he wins, um, and now he's, he's, he owns IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500 or the Motor Speedway. Um, you know, Roger Penske is a total racing icon. And um, I, I think I think he probably, I don't want to use the word saved IndyCar, but he certainly, it's preserved for a long time. You know, we grew up with it. It had its periods of time where it was unsure where it was headed. He has put it back in the right direction, hasn't he, Curtis? Well, there's no doubt about it that Roger has a unique and special connection to IndyCar. Um, and his in his commitment is unbelievable in whatever he's doing, it, whether it's in his dealerships or in, in the racing world. 
they don't call him the captain for uh, for no reason. He is uh, he is the epitome of an, a businessman, and also they don't call him Penske Perfect uh, for for no good reason as well. He he certainly it pays attention to those details. Shows in his team, it shows in his tracks, shows the way that he conducts his life, and he's just a first-class individual. and And the racing world is better for him. You know, he's very involved in NASCAR as well as IndyCar, uh, and we're just uh, very, very uh, blessed to have him in the sport. And I, I'm blessed to call him a friend. Last thing for each of you: August nineteenth and twentieth. It is a weekend. Worldwide Technology Raceway, Curtis. Tickets I know have moved at a good pace. How can you get them, and where are you there? It's always best to go to our website where you can buy them right on the website at Worldwide Technology Raceway, www.tracewaye.com is the actual uh, website, and that's the best place to go. You know, always call the office, 618-215-8888. If you want to go old school and talk to somebody, Taylor will be there to answer the phone, uh, uh, you, you answer actually, questions. You know, you hear my voice when you call that number? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank, thanks for doing that for us. Yeah, I just remembered that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you know, is is uh, those of us in the office and 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 understand our our um, really our camaraderie is is second to none, and so we aim to please. Uh, so if you got any questions, please feel free to, free to reach directly out to us. Absolutely, and I just want to thank both of you. As people know by now, our listeners know, I have a partnership and interest in both of your businesses. I partner with Curtis uh, on a lot of things at the track and, and we work on that fan engagement and, and media engagement and just getting NASCAR to St. Louis was a major thing. But this IndyCar run has been tremendous. And Chuck, Bomberito Automotive Group, for you to step up and continue to do what you do is extremely impressive. I know that you're also one of my clients, and I talk a lot about Bomberito. I drive a Bomberito car. Uh, You've had the ability to push this thing, but I I wanted to ask you what it's meant for you from a business standpoint that not only St. Louis, but people around the country now know this name Bomberito and what that's done for you. Oh, it's been tremendous around the country over the past, especially the last couple of years. Um, you know, we're, we've, we've always sold cars in a lot of places, but we're shipping cars everywhere. People recognize John Bomarito, myself some, and they're appreciative that we're in the, the racing business, what we're doing. We're also doing some things on the Xfinity side. We've got an Xfinity team with Jordan Anderson. So, um, you know, we're in it with, we're in it with both feet pretty hard, but it's, 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 been a unique opportunity we're in it to win it we're gonna crawl before we're, we're gonna crawl before we walk but we're in it to try to build something like we did the automotive brand and um do something really really good for st louis do something really really good for the company and be very successful at it well that's exciting and for both of you even though this is big and what's been done is enormous feels like we're just getting started curtis well i think um as we look towards the next decade, I find a whole nother um, level of enthusiasm because we've laid the, the foundation, we've laid the groundwork, and, and now it, it gives us the opportunity to really harvest that opportunity. Um, really, in, in I think the Metro East area in particular, uh, some of the areas right around the racetrack, there's an opportunity for transformational change. And that's exciting. It's exciting not only for me, but all the other residents and the politicians, business owners in the area that 
through racing, we can bring this transformational change. And so over the next decade, I can assure you that we're going to continue to move the ball forward in the racing world, um, adding more events, uh, continue to upgrade our events, but also to be reaching into the community to see how we can make a difference there. St. Louis is a racing town. There's no doubt about that. Chuck Wallace, Bomberito Automotive Group, Curtis Francois, Worldwide Technology Raceway, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 is here. August 19th qualifying, 20th is the race. Thanks both for joining us on KMOX. Great to be with you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Strike Zone, powered by Graybar on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A 13-0 win for the Cardinals today. The largest shutout victory in the history of the current Bush Stadium. There was a we could like spend this entire two hours just going through all the news, notes, milestones, records that come out of uh, this game today. It certainly was something. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. If you want to call or text, you can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. The starting rotation right now is in a really good spot. You think about Adam Wainwright going today, and then you've got Miles Michaelis, Jose Quintana, and Jordan Montgomery. Four strong, four guys who are going to give you a chance to win Every single time. The question is, who's going to be that fifth starter? Right now, it's Dakota Hudson. He'll move back into the rotation uh, this weekend after getting his spot skipped uh, for him to work on some things. I'm going to be very, very, very interested in what manager Oliver Marmel has to say on Saturday after Hudson started. We've talked about that on this show, how Marmel, the, the amount of candor that he has when talking about Hudson, it, at times it's borderline like off-putting because he's he's being so honest about how he feels about the way Hudson pitches. So we're going to listen very closely coming up on Saturday. Uh, to and it's I don't think there's going to be much doubt on whether or not they are happy uh, with the steps being taken by Hudson potentially to do what they want him to do. But then you've got two guys that are kind of dangling out there who might play a role in this whole thing at some point in time. Uh, Jack Flaherty, he has thrown two minor league rehab games so far. His last one was at double a Springfield was really good hit 98 His final pitch of the day was 97. He has stayed with Springfield all week, and he has another start scheduled for Sunday. And then Steven Matz, he's going to be throwing off a mound this weekend. He's going to stay in St. Louis while the team uh, goes on the road. So that's one of the first steps for him. So who knows? Maybe at some point in the future, we are going to see Flaherty or Matz do something before the season is done. Speaking of the future, Building the Future is sponsored by Gray Bar Electric, headquartered in St. Louis, a great place to work. See, we talk about the rotation, and we take a step back and look at this Cardinals team right now. And you look at what they're doing from a hitting perspective. You look at what they're doing from a bullpen perspective. Really, more so than any other point this season, they're, to be cliche, they're firing all cylinders. This is a team that's putting it all together right now. And I do. I said this today on the uh, on the post game show after their thirteen nothing win over the Rockies. I don't know if they're peaking right now, 
but I do think that they lifted their overall level of play when the moves were made at the deadline. When you're a team and you see, you want to be believed in, right? Like It doesn't matter what you do. You want to be believed in. You want to know that your bosses have your back, that they will do whatever they need to do to support you. And I don't care if you're talking on the radio like me or if you're if you're a Major League Baseball player. You want to believe that the people above you are going to do what they need to do to give you the best chance to succeed. And the Cardinals did that when they improved the rotation. Before those moves were made, like it wasn't even the next time through the rotation, it wasn't even clear who the fifth starter was going to be. And that was with Andre Pallante still in the rotation. Like it just, it, who knew? Like you didn't have a fifth starter. And they went out and they got a couple guys. And this, like, no disrespect to Jose Quintana because Quintana's doing a really good job. And Quintana's a big part of this. But you kind of know who Jose Quintana is. That's, he is who he is. He's a veteran guy. And he's doing for you essentially what you kind of expected him to do based off the way he was pitching in Pittsburgh. The X factor in all this is Jordan Montgomery because the Cardinals have kind of unlocked something with him. He's talked a lot about his fastball on the glove side where that was something he was not doing with the Yankees. He was not throwing that pitch with the Yankees. And he got to St. Louis and the Cardinals said, throw that pitch. And he has, and he's had a ton of success and he's missing bats, the swing and miss potential of Jordan Montgomery has gone up so much. And that it was to be fair, I'm not trying to spin numbers here. It was starting to go up a little bit uh late, you know, right before he got traded with the Yankees. But it is it's at a different place right now. And you're looking at Montgomery and you're saying to yourself, How good can this guy be? Uh, how how good of a fit is he? I, I talked about his fit when he was acquired, and I thought the style of pitcher he was fit well to Bush Stadium, fit well to playing in front of a strong defense. Maybe I wasn't totally right on that because he's striking so many guys out. He wasn't a big strikeout pitcher uh, before getting here. He's striking guys out. That's that's maybe the X factor in all of this. Uh, and, yeah, well, it's it's a good it's a good X factor. It's something that uh, – it. it I was on with Mark Reardon today over on our uh, on our sister station, and I, I talked about just the the playoff format and how the changes that Major League Baseball has made uh, in the playoff format may really really help the Cardinals. And I've talked about that a little bit here. They've gotten rid of some off days in the playoff format this year. Combination of the wild card series, not just being a wild card game and trying to get through that, but adding three extra days to the whole thing. And then also getting in the postseason a little late because of the uh, CBA negotiations and the late start to the season. You need four starters. You need four starters. The Cardinals have four starters. And if they get anything from Jack Flaherty, if they get anything from, uh, from Steven Matz, you might have more than four. This is a team that is built for the postseason right now. And again, I want to get into the whole how good are they playing right now, 
Why are they hitting on all cylinders? We're going to do that coming up in just a moment. If you want to join us, you can do so. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. You can also uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. It's the Strike Zone, part of the Sports Open Line on a Thursday right here on KMOX. continue. My name is Matt Paul. We have you for another uh, 23 minutes or so as we uh, go through an entire program. We're going to have you uh, almost for an entire two hours coming up tomorrow as uh, the Cardinals are going to head to the desert for a three-game series against the Diamondbacks. And tomorrow's game, an 8:40 first pitch. So we will be on the air with uh, Cardinals network coverage at 7:45. That means we'll have sports open line for almost an entire two hours, hour and 40 minutes worth of sports open line coming up tomorrow night. Miles Michaelis goes tomorrow for the Cardinals. Dakota Hudson will go on Saturday, and then Jose Quintana will go on Sunday. What's on Deck is sponsored by Chesterfield Fence and Deck, ChesterfieldFence.com. Manager Oliver Marmel had some interesting things to say today after uh, the Cardinals get the 13 nothing win against the Rockies. And he said something that we're all kind of thinking right now. It was based on how well the team is playing right now. And my my belief, and I don't think I'm saying anything crazy here. I think most people would agree with me. Right now, not only are the Cardinals playing their best baseball of the year, but they are the most complete that they've been this year. Starting pitching, relief pitching, hitting, hitting in different ways. Like it's winning games in different kinds of ways. Like it's, it's, it feels like a very, very, very complete team right now. And based off uh, something that Marmel said earlier today, sounds like he would certainly agree with that sentiment. I think everything's coming together from uh, the way we're playing defense has been steady all the way throughout, run the base as well. Um, our offense is uh, doing a really nice job of uh, taking good at bats and our pitching has been pretty dominant so I feel like all the pieces are coming together right now including uh, our pen we're in a we're in a good spot and we're going to continue to play hard moving forward yeah I mean you mentioned all of it right there I mentioned the fielding they did not commit an error during this homestand that that doesn't happen you don't you don't play entire homestands without committing an error in fact it was the first errorless homestand of at least six games since August of 2008. It's been a little while. August of 2008, they did that in a, a homestand where they matched up against the Phillies and the Dodgers. Mentioned earlier that today was the largest shutout victory in the history of the current Bush Stadium, uh, surpassing the 12 nothing victory that they had against the Cubs back in July of 2012. It's just everything right now is going the way that this team uh, wants it to go. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun here at the moment. And again, we talked earlier. If you missed it, you can always uh, you can always go back on the Odyssey app. You can head to KMOX.com. You can always listen to the archive of the program. But we talked a lot earlier about the Albert Pujols Grand Slam. If you're just not joining us, that is not something that we have glossed over. We spent a fair amount of time talking about it. It was another really, really cool moment that people got a kick out of. Uh, uh, so a few people have said this to me today, including our own Matt Pajeski, sports producer. People have asked me about uh, what it's like to sit in the press box when Albert Pujols did, d- does and did 
what he did today where you don't react, you don't cheer. You know, there's no cheering in the press box. And it was interesting because, like, to me, that's just the way I'm used to watching baseball. I sit in a press box and I don't make noise. And when when something incredible happens, you kind of laugh about it. You kind of look around at other people and go, is this really happening? Uh, you take in the fan reaction to it, but you don't have a reaction to it. And I have not gotten the question very often throughout the course of my time covering baseball about what it's like sitting in the press box when a big thing happens. But I got that question twice today from people. And what that tells me is like people are sitting here realizing if you're there, if you're watching it, it is something special. It is something really, really special to be able to experience. And we are having the uh, the conversation about whether or not there's a chance that Pulis gets to 700. And it's now, it's a possibility. I said this earlier, it's, it's not a great possibility. I still think it's less than a 50% chance that it happens. But what he has done, the run that he is on right now, he has put this into a spot where it absolutely is a possibility. You would almost love, and who knows what's going to happen with the Brewers moving forward. You would love for this thing to just be wrapped up by the time they go wrap up the season, where they go into all those games that they're going to have against the Pittsburgh Pirates. What is it six in a row against the Pirates to, uh, to finish out the season? I think it's six in a row against the Pirates. You would love for the team to have it all all uh, figured out at that point where he can just go swing and swing hard every single time. And I know baseball players will tell you that when you try to hit a home run, you never do. That's 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 partially true, but it's partially not true as well. <laughs> it's kind of a cliche when they say that. I would just love for him to be matched up against Pittsburgh, playing every day. Maybe he goes into that series with like 696 home runs, so he needs four home runs in the final six games against the Pirates. Is that do? Is that doable? That'll be the question that we're talking about going into that. Well, what number? What number does he have to get to before those final six games of the Pirates for you to feel like he's got a pretty good shot of getting? To 700. Would love to hear from you on that. 314-436-7900. If you want to call or text, you can answer that. 314-436-7900. What's the number that Pujols has to get to to be able to, uh, before those final six games against Pittsburgh, uh, where does he need to get to for you to feel comfortable that he could really legitimately uh, get to uh, get to 700? I don't. I don't know, totally know what that number is, but it'll be fun to. Uh, it'll be fun to watch this whole thing play out. I'm glad we're having this conversation. That's the most important thing. Glad we're having the conversation because a month ago, a month and a half ago, nobody ever really thought that we were going to be having the 700 conversation. Legitimately, we're having that conversation. He's ten away. Can he get there? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. One more break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll continue to uh, discuss the Cardinals following their 13-0 win against the Rockies today. This is Sports Open Line in the Strike Zone on KMOX. 
Welcome back to the Strike Zone, powered by Graybar on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Continuing to talk through the Cardinals' win today and where they're at as a club, they're in a really, really good spot. And I don't, are they, do they have that puncher's chance against the Dodgers, against the Braves, against the Mets? I don't know if I'm willing to go that far quite. I guess they have a puncher's chance, but do they have more than that? Are they, how do we view them in a playoff series against one of those top tier National League teams? I don't know the answer to that. And we're not going to know the answer to that really because all of these games that they're playing almost between now and the end of the season are against teams that for the most part are not very good. 314-436-7900. Aaron has given us a call. Hey, Aaron, you're on Sports Open Line. So how many games do the Cardinals have left? Uh, what is it? They're about. I got to look at their exact record. Um Putting me on the spot, there are less than sixty left. So they are the Cardinals are sitting with a record of sixty-six and fifty-one. So what? I'm doing doing math in my head. Carry the two. Forty-five games remaining. Forty-five games to go. So in forty-five games, we're having a discussion whether or not Albert Pujols can hit ten home runs. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm saying that I'm been. Uh, he'll hit 13, 14. You think he's going to hit 13 out. or 14 home runs in 45 games? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, the, it won't even be – I can't believe we even question it. Is he going to hit 10 in that many games? Yeah, easily. Piece of cake. Okay. I'd put any amount of money on it. I really would. So it doesn't matter to you that he has hit 11 through the first 120 games? It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. When Albert Pujols get hot, he's then just wait and see. Aaron right. is my name, and then when he does it, you say that dude Aaron told me he was going to do it. All right. You know what, Aaron? You call back when he does it. All right. When when he gets to home I'll run number seven hundred, I want you to be the first caller on the program the next day. I will be. I'm Aaron Evans, and I'm making us stand right here. He's going to do it, and the Cardinals are going to go deep. They're going to. They got the magic. You know all this baseball stats and all that the cardinals have the magic we've always been an underdog we go in when we go in at the top we don't do it they got the magic wait and see all right aaron appreciate it 314-436-7900 let's grab jeff hey jeff you're on sports open line yeah um i kind of agree i mean i think uh you know you go back to 98 mcguire got on one of those streaks and it seemed like every other time at bat he was hitting one out so I don't I don't know why Pools couldn't do it too, um, and you know that the last two times the Cardinals won the World Series they 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 went into the playoffs as underdogs, you know in 06 and in 11, nobody gave them a chance to win the World Series. So I, I you know I I think it's easy I think it'd be really cool to see Pools hit that 700th in the playoffs. You know well it wouldn't count that wouldn't one. count. Oh, it doesn't count. No, postseason stats don't count for career home runs. I got you. Well, anyway, I still, I think, I, I agree. I think you can make it. All right, Jeff. Appreciate the phone call. People are confident. People now, you know, like Aaron said, we it took us uh, it took us a minute to figure out how many games were left in the season as we were doing math. Credit to Matt Pajeski for actually figuring it out before I could do it. Um, math is not my strong suit. You're going to learn that about me. You got to remember, yeah, there's 45 games left. How many of those games is he actually going to play? 
he'll he'll play against every lefty and he'll play against some right-handers. He wasn't in the starting lineup today. He was a pinch hitter in the third inning, which still is one of the craziest things I've seen for for a manager to go to his bench and go to a pinch hitter at that point. Again, I said it earlier, Katie Wu referred to it as uh, as, as being a savage decision by Oliver Marmel. And I, and I like that description of it because that any shot, any shot that the Rockies maybe thought that they could stick around in that game and mount some sort of comeback, it was gone. It was absolutely gone with one swing of the bat today. It was gone. So, yeah, there might be 45 games left in the regular season. How many of those is he going to start? I do think if he gets close, this goes back to my original question. How many home runs does he have to be at going into those six games against the Pirates to wrap the season for you to feel like he's going to get it against Pittsburgh to finish out the uh, to finish out the season? And um, if if he's close, if he's at 696, 695, 697. At that point, if you're Oliver Marmel, don't you have to play him every day? Right-hander or left-hander be darned. Don't you have to um don't you have to play him every day? I think you almost have to. If if he's like at that point, especially if they've got the division wrapped up. If they don't have the division wrapped up, then you play the matchups and you winning games is the most important thing. But if they have the division wrapped up, you're you're playing for Albert. You're playing to give him the opportunity to get to uh, 700. Mary Lynn texting in says, "Sands injury. Albert goes over 700. I'm with Aaron. That's that's the new hashtag. When when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about Albert Pujols getting to seven home runs, we can do hashtag I'm with Aaron. And sports open line listeners will know exactly what we're talking about. And everybody else in the world." We'll have absolutely no clue what we're talking about, but that's all right. We're uh, we're all having fun here, so that's good. All right, uh, we're starting to wrap things up here on this edition of the program. Going to have an hour and forty minute edition tomorrow. That's one of the benefits of the team being out on the West Coast. I always say West Coast; they're out west. They're not West Coast. Uh, they're out on the uh, they're out on the West Coast, um, and yeah, so uh, they will be out west playing against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we will have a coverage tomorrow that is set to begin at 7.45. And uh, we'll uh, so we'll have uh, about an hour and 40 minutes. We'll get done at uh, 7.40 tomorrow, so almost an entire program. A reminder for you, this has been The Strike Zone this hour, brought to you by Graybar, and uh, we appreciate their support. We've been able to talk a lot about uh, the Cardinals and what they were able to do today. 13 nothing win, playing great baseball, they, a new high-water mark when it comes to games above 500 they have a record of 66 and 51 so they are now 15 games above 500 on the year um and yeah that's um that's a that's a good spot to be in that's a really good spot to be in at your service is uh, on the way next as uh, Brad Young is in tonight. He'll have you for the next couple hours. Tomorrow we've got uh, Sports Open Line. That's going to run from 6 o'clock to 7.40. And then it's the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks after that. Cardinals continue to have games against teams with not so good records. You have to take advantage of it. They've done it so far. We'll see if they can continue to do it tomorrow. Thanks so much for uh, being tuned in this evening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow for another edition of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX.